Good morning. We're excited about today. Great things that God is doing, and we just praise Him for His goodness. And I believe today that we have come to create a story that will outlive us with a God who outgives us, and that this is an extraordinary day that God has set up for us, and that we are a part of establishing a kingdom that Jesus came to earth to ignite the world and bring hope and bring forgiveness to all of us and to those who have been forsaken and given up on themselves. Just a little while with big smiles, we're going to give an extravagant offering to the Lord. I want to come around this word this morning on sacrifice, and the Lord brought to my mind the one woman in the Bible who gave a sacrificial gift and to see exactly what happened and to talk about what happened around a table one day when Jesus slipped into Bethany and it became a remarkable day. We're going to hit it at Mark chapter 14. If you're here, just say yes. Chapter 14, I'm going to use the Bible today. Left a geography book at home, calculus. Chapter 14 of Mark. Now the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread were only two days away, and the chief priest and the teachers of the law were scheming, say that word, scheming to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or the people may riot. While he was in Bethany, reclining at the table in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present, Judas and some leaders, were saying indignantly, that's a nice way of saying it, to one another, why, why, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor, and they rebuked her Harshly. This is a, a really uh, remarkable day. And in fact, the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and Matthew, Mark, and John carry the story. And we know that Jesus, for three years, has been preaching 
praying, walking from city, village to village, speaking healing, delivering people from evil powers. And now he's approaching the time that he was born for, and he is now headed to the cross. But it doesn't seem that the group around him gets it. And Jesus then is sitting at the table, and the people around are aware that it's Passover season, but they don't know that the Passover lamb is at the table. And so the Bible says here that they're in the home of Simon the leper. I don't know whether I would want a nickname. You know, I want you to meet Dave the leper. <laughs> I'd like you to meet Bob the leper. Doesn't seem like a good name, but anyway, Simon the leper, I wonder, I wonder if Jesus has healed him and as a, as a response to the gift of healing, if he doesn't say, all right, uh, I, I'm going to open my house and we're going to have a party. Now, Bible says here that uh, they're, a, uh, they're in the home of Simon the leper, and suddenly, suddenly, as uh, we, we see here that uh, they're together, everything seems nice, they're reclining, and a woman, a woman, in fact, the story is around a woman, thought the women would say, yay. <laughs> women have been maligned, put down, pushed aside, marginalized. There's something about Jesus and women where he says, wow, he honored them. And the Bible says that a woman suddenly comes with a alabaster jar and Jesus is sitting at the table and so this woman this woman comes and begins to pour this very expensive perfume bible calls it nard it's actually from india and this was something that was not on the shelf for their life, but it was something that they passed down from generation to generation. And Mary begins to pour this expensive perfume on the head of Jesus. We don't pick up uh, the full story until we get to John chapter 12, are you still here? John chapter 12, we find in verse number 2 that now they're having dinner. And this is a party to honor Jesus. Wow. Not another small group. I mean, this is, the spotlight is on Jesus. 
and uh, Martha's cooking, and maybe that's why he went through Bethany and stopped at her house a lot, probably fried chicken and biscuits. <laughs> and so she's cooking, and then wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, we not only have Simon the leper guy, now the Bible says we got this guy, his name is Lazarus. Whoa. For those who are rookies uh, to the faith, uh, Lazarus is the guy who's dead. And Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, you would not want Jesus at your funeral. Because Jesus raises the dead people. And Jesus has this history of causing dead things to come alive. Because Jesus is about life. He's about doing things that cannot be done. He's about bringing whatever is dead. And if you're sitting here today and you feel dead and you feel overwhelmed, I want you to know that Jesus is not at, only at the table here. Thank you, Jesus. But he is in the room. And when he's in the room, he makes dead things come alive. So, he calls out Lazarus. So, now, we, we got Lazarus is at the table. And then, all of a sudden, we understand who the woman is. And the woman is Mary. And Mary is the one in... The Bible in uh, Matthew where the Bible says that Jesus is standing there and Mary comes up and she says, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's Mary. This is Mary who has experienced who Jesus is. She knows who Jesus is. She is excited that Jesus is in the room. And because of that, we begin to understand more clearly what is happening in the mind and heart of Mary because you can't understand her extravagance until you understand her experience. That she had not just read books about Jesus. She had not just gotten an email from Jesus. She had not just gotten a text from Jesus. She had met Jesus, the son of the living God. And she knew that Jesus was real. And she had encountered him in a personal way. And when she begins to respond now, this is not a good idea. It's not, well, well I think we'll do something. No, that's have to, how we have to begin to respond because our extravagance happens when we begin to understand what Jesus has done for us, that he has delivered us. How many have been delivered? How many have been delivered? Give the Lord praise. It's amazing when God tells us and the Holy Spirit speaks to us to do something 
And we have a choice to either have faith or to try to make sense of what he said for us to do. Because faith is different than what I think. My mind will never have faith. It's a good statement. My mind will never have faith. My mind is not saved. My body is not saved. My spirit is saved. And anything that is not reasonable and logical, the mind has a heart attack. Because the mind is not saved, and the mind doesn't tell us our level of extravagance, it is our heart, and when we are in faith, we are different than people who are just making decisions out of their mind and doing something. God doesn't want us just to randomly do something. He wants us to get in a position that we are hitting it in faith. And we do it because he has spoken to us and has changed our life. That's why sacrifice is an anomaly. It is a deviation from what is a normal way of thinking. And it's the people who have a mind, have a heart sense that I follow the Holy Spirit. I am in another world in my mind. Obviously, we're not doing crazy things, but ultimately, faith is what God is looking for. And it always calls for sacrifice. There have been thousands, there have been thousands that have gone before us. It's easy to look around and say, boy, this is easy. There's nothing easy around here. When we started out and Mr. Bosserman, the Bosserman family decided that they would sacrifice. Mr. Bosserman had helped build the park across the street. And there came that day in a meeting on a Wednesday in his office where he said, Alex, I'm going to give you this land. And he made a sacrifice and we looked at that land, we walked on that land, we started to see what God saw, and we dreamed about a building, we started, had a groundbreaking ceremony, and then we had a tent meeting, anyone ever been to a tent meeting? Okay, one person, two. It's where you have poles. <laughs> and you put up a tent. And Dr. Crandall, Ben Crandall came down and preached. And we gave a little talk about our future. And, and we had some people healed. Remember that? 
We had people healed and miraculous things. And so we made this decision. We're going to build the hub of this whole thing, the frame of it for cash. And that first part over there, and it took faith and courage. And I remember after I made that decision, I woke up one morning early at about 3 o'clock, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have we done? We're building for cash. What if the cash doesn't come in? And I have a gift. I can stay up all night thinking about one thing. I don't need five or six. <laughs> Is there anybody else? And I'm, I'm up hour after hour thinking, how can I make a decision like that? I mean, there's better leadership than that. The next day... Friday, that was Thursday, at 5 o'clock, Rob Spurdy, who was on staff, came up and gave me an envelope, and he said, this person said, give it to you right now and open it. And it was about 5 o'clock, and I opened it, and it was a check for $120,000 in the envelope. <laughs> and the Lord said, you sleep, I'll take care of the finance department. Amen. So we ended up building this building next door, and we have our services, and we begin at 9, and after a while, 11 o'clock, and then 1 o'clock. Was there anyone that was in the services in our former building? Would you raise your hand? Yeah, about 50. And uh, we, had four, we had four services and a 5 o'clock. I almost died. But we had a, we had a great time, four, four services. And uh, then we thought, you know, uh, we can't slow down. We got to keep fired up here. We got to keep moving because the kingdom of God is not static. The kingdom of God is always expanding to a bigger and greater level and we start to plan for uh, our, this building, $14 million campus here on this side. And so we get the plans. We start in 2008, and the whole world goes into a great recession. And then we're living by faith, not by the day, but by the hour. And we're saying, oh, my God, help us, Jesus. And then... We're building this building, and on Wednesday nights, after our service in that building, we come over here, and we walk around, and we put a Bible. My dad's Bible is right under here, who's a pastor, and my mother's Bible is in that building, and so we did that one night, and we're walking around, and we're writing on the walls, and we're just putting up scriptures, and lifting our voices, and hallelujah, keep that up there. And we're just lifting our voices, and we're, we're agreeing together, and we're excited about what God is doing because we were full of faith, and it's faith that God honors. It's faith that causes God to do something that we cannot do ourselves. And when we begin to move in faith, we begin to exercise we begin to exercise our lives at a different level. 
It is easy to run your house on your brain. It's easy to run your house on your education. It's easy to run your, your, your house, your life on your own gifts and talents. And ladies and gentlemen, it's another thing when you go beyond all of those things in the natural and you begin to think and you begin to believe that Jesus, who was at the table that day, that Jesus is not a myth. He's not a good teacher only, that Jesus is real, that Jesus changes lives, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. When you begin to understand that, that God is moving, that God wants to do amazing things, and here we are at this season in Church in the Sun, and we have this thing called Heart for the House. So what does that mean? What do you mean house? We're talking about God's house. We're talking about doing some things around here that gets us ready for what God wants to do and the mighty harvest is coming. We have no idea. We haven't seen but a touch of what God is going to do in our congregation because I'll tell you when he moves. I'll tell you when he moves. It's when you have a congregation of people. You may not have a lot of resources, or you may have a lot of a small amount. It doesn't matter. When you're a single mother and you have very little, the question is, will you walk by faith? When you're making millions, will you walk by faith? Both of them are equally sacrificial. Very easy to rely on ourselves and not rely on Jesus. He said, I'll build my church. You do what I want you to do, and I'll build it. And he wants to do something. House. It's God's house. We say heart. Almost sounds like a nice phrase, heart for the house. What does that really mean? It means not head for the house. It doesn't mean emotion for the house. It means that I have a heart... For God's house. Tremendous inspiration here. I have a heart for God's house. Because when we do something for Jesus, if you go back to Mark chapter 14, after Mary takes that nard, sorry I couldn't break this vase today, but when she comes and she pours this, and the scripture says here that she poured it on his feet, notice in John chapter 12, pours it on his head and also on his feet, washes his feet with her hair. Because Mary, Mary, think for a moment, Mary had the thought. And the Holy Spirit, remember, sometimes we think the Holy Spirit began in the New Testament at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit didn't begin there. The Holy Spirit began at creation. So the Holy Spirit's been, the fullness came, but the Holy Spirit's been alive. And well and able. 
And one day, I don't know where Mary was, but she had that sense. Mary, give the family expensive asset. Give it, pour it on Jesus. And I'm sure initially he said, what would my mother and father and grandfather, what would they think if I did a crazy thing like that? She was trying to make sense of it. But you can't make sense of what God does. Mary? Mary! Sometimes that voice inside gets loud. You can't hear with your ears. You can with your spirit. Mary! 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 Jesus! Mary, do you know what Jesus did for Lazarus? That's your brother. And probably he healed Simon the leper. And looking around, they're in the house, and Martha's there, and they've all been close together. And she had to decide, am I, am I, I, I going to respond to what you're asking me to do? And most of the time, we want to just do a little something. Today is not do a little something. It's about hearing the Lord and what he says to do. It was a couple days ago, Judy and I were in the kitchen, and we're, she had asked me, said, Alex, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? And she mentions this pretty big deal number and then looked at me. I thought, well, I'm preaching on this. girl is testing me in my own kitchen. Sister Faith. I said, well, of course. <laughs> but you know what? While I was standing in the kitchen writing a check, the power of God came down, and I began to feel his presence. And I feel different this morning because sometimes when you move to where you've never been before, God does what he's never done before. Whenever you step out in faith, you're always going to be, have somebody around. Well, why did you do that? Now, sometimes it's a husband. Sometimes it's a wife. Sometimes it's a, well, why are you going to do that? You don't understand. We have this in here, and we couldn't do this. There's always somebody that wants to object to what God wants to do because they are using their own little brain, and they don't understand that what you're talking about, you're not, it's not about, well, we're going to give the church and the son, and we're going to do this. And No, in the true sense, you're not giving a dollar to us. This is for Jesus who is sitting at the chair at that table that day, Jesus himself. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to be giving today because I know I'm going to be blessed. Yeah, we will be blessed. But we're not giving because we're going to be blessed. We're giving this is, well, I want to help our church. Forget that. It's not about helping our church. While you will help our church, let's get down to the raw, the raw motive of what the deal is. The, the deal is not that we need your money. We do. But the, <laughs> but the deal, the deal is that the deal is about Jesus. Yeah. 
And this is not our deal here, and it's not your deal. This is the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. Yeah, and we're going to believe for our doubling of our children's ministry over there. And we're going to throw thousands of dollars into the pre-K. And guess what? For the first time, we're going to have a sensory room where we can minister to literally a lot of special needs children. And Raphael and Casey. And we're going to set that room up and so it calms children down. And we're going we're gonna to do something that we think is important for families who are going through a really tough deal. And we're going to help with our translation and all that and our, our equipment for encounters. And uh, then we're going to give a generous offering to the Christian Service Center. We're going to give a big chunk of your money over there to the mayor's Central Florida Commission on Homelessness. We're going to be in that, that cause to see people get off the streets here and, and help them. So this is not just about what we're going to be doing around here. We're, we're outside. <laughs> Sacrifice is an anomaly. Started out, and I said, today, we will write a story that outlives us. It is historical, and there are people that have made what we are standing in or sitting in today, they are not here. And there are hundreds of them, and I could name them, and we used to have a slide on all the people. They did what we are talking about this morning. They are not here. They are in heaven. Probably you will never get, whatever you do today, your reward will not be on this earth only. Bible says in Matthew 6 that we are stockpiling treasures in heaven. And heaven is real. And we are investing in what is important to God. Because God's been good. When you, see, when you see the altars filled and almost 300 now, Pastor Dave overseeing this new life ministry with his dream team, you see people coming up here as we had in the 9 o'clock service, and you see them give their lives to Christ, there's nothing greater than that. When we baptize as we did today, eight or nine people that have just come to Christ. And Dave told me about a story last week. A, a friend of theirs called, and Melissa, and said, I want to go to church, and came in before the 9 o'clock service and was sitting right there. And he looked up, and he said, what's that up there? I said, well, that's where people get baptized. You want to go up there? So they took James up to the area there, and when they got up there, he's crying, emotional situation with his wife for four years, and this dream team up there is pretty sensitive to what the Spirit is doing, and Chris Adams turned to him and said, are you ready to give your life for Christ? This is pre-service, and he said, yes, sobbing, 
And then Pastor Dave's pretty aggressive. He said, why don't you get baptized right now? That's kind of, that's kind of biblical because in those days, you came to Christ, then you looked around for a swimming pool <laughs> or for a pond, and you said, let's head. Here, we say, I didn't bring my dryer. Uh, I'm not able, my aunt is coming in three years to visit us from England. Back in those days, actually you came to Christ and then you were baptized. And so this young man was number nine of those in that service that were baptized in water. And last week we had 33 baptized in water. I like what the Bible says. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24, it says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. You begin to see things from God's perspective. And the people that are stingy, their world gets so small. And then the Bible says that those who bless others they are abundantly blessed. It's a, plat, it's a platitude, <laughs> but it's true. You can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. We are going to believe God that there's nothing to small from him. Friday, I, it was kind of like the morning. Judy was at CrossFit, killing it. <laughs> I was in prayer. And all of a sudden, I'm reading there, and it comes to me, who is like the Lord God Almighty? And I couldn't get that thought out of my mind. Who is like the Lord God Almighty? And then I started to think about, oh, Moses and what happened when they were there and they were standing before uh, the army uh, of Pharaoh and the Red Sea and the Lord gave this word to him: don't be afraid, just stand still and watch what the... Watch the Lord rescue you today. And some of you, God's going to rescue you today in the name of Jesus. And then he said this. He said, the Lord will fight for you. And then God followed up on what he, his promise was. And he pushed the waters back. And he took the big guy, Pharaoh, down. Because he can take big guys out. Doesn't matter what, how big they are. And he took the big guy out. And then Joshua Joshua's in a battle uh, in the valley of Agilin, and it's really fierce, and he's fighting the Amorites, and, and he wants to finish him off. He, he doesn't want to fight to fight. He wants to, like, I want to end this thing and win. He said, okay, God, stop the sun. That sounds like faith. And the Bible says the sun stopped, and a miracle happened. And as we take and receive our offering in a couple minutes, 
may we understand in a greater way who is like the Lord God Almighty. We're taking our cards that we have. Hallelujah. Is there anyone that didn't get one of these cards? Would you kind of raise your hand? Our ushers are coming in the balcony. We have anyone in the balcony? If you didn't get a card, did not get a card, today we are giving to build the kingdom of Jesus on the earth. Would you take that card? If you haven't already asked the Lord what to give, maybe if this is all new to you and you want to make a faith promise to be given by December 31st, you can do that. Let's exercise our faith, and surely God will take care of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're asking the Holy Spirit to come now and speak to us. Judith is going to come and pray in a moment. You may be a guest today. God has brought you on this day to see God move in this way. Who is like the Lord God Almighty? Ushers are going to come. Ushers in the balcony. You take just a few minutes. We're not going to collect the offering yet. Hallelujah. You can text give by texting. The number just put in heart when you text. And give online. There are envelopes in front. You can give by credit card, debit card, any card. We had someone, and I talked to them for the service from a major company that they are giving stock. As you know, you buy stock, it's appreciated, you pay a capital gains tax. When you give stock, you have the opportunity not only to please God, but to have a write-off with uh, the IRS. I'm believing someone will give a rental house or a house. I'm believing for land, believing for that feel like our faith at 300,000 needs to be shoved up and believe God for incredible things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give in faith. Ushers are going to come take your positions and we'll wait just a, a few minutes. Ushers in the back. Just have your position there. Don't start yet in the balcony, starting on the side up. Who is like the Lord Almighty? Go ahead, Judy. Jesus, our hearts are open to you. God, as I remember back how you rescued me in my deepest and darkest time. And Lord, I... 
I thank you for your love. Where would I be today without your love and your acceptance and your forgiveness? So Lord, I know that many in this room are saying, Jesus, you've done so much for me. And God, I pray that faith rises up and we see things that we've never sought, thought possible. God, I pray by our giving today, God, we're giving to you as a sacrifice because God, we wanna see miracles in our families. We have family members that are not saved yet. They haven't given their hearts to you yet. So God, our faith rises up and we say, God, please, in the name of Jesus, save our families. God, for people who need to be rescued from drug addiction, from abuse, from things that we don't even, we can't even understand. God, I pray you'll come to our rescue today. God, I pray that as we give today out of faith, God, that we feel your love for us and cover us. Cover us, Jesus. God, we love you so much and we thank you for what you're going to do on this day, November the 11th, 2018. It's a day that's marked in history. So Lord, I thank you that we're going to higher heights. And God, I pray, God, that you will use us for this kingdom that is coming. Lord, we're looking forward to your coming. So we speak faith to our hearts that we rise up and we do more than enough, more. We can imagine even more in the name of Jesus. And we bless everyone from the widower to the person that has a lot. God, I pray that you will bless everyone in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's receive the offering.
You know, when you look back and you see your own life and you also see people around you that have come to Christ and you realize how, how Jesus does not discriminate and when we run off and we do our own thing and we make bad choices and we go places and we do things we never should do, our natural response is to simply feel unworthy, to feel shame and stay static and never pull out of it. But Christ beckons us by his love and it's why he came from the earth and he says, you who have given up on yourself, I have come, I have died on the cross for your sickness, for your sin, for your diseases, and I will change your life. Jesus would not have come if we were not worth it. We are his creation. Today can be your day. Just as all those were baptized this morning, you can make that decision to say yes to Christ. I believe couples are going to come. I believe whole families are going to come. But you have to make the decision in faith and say, I'm stepping out. In just a moment, we're going to count to three. And if you say, listen, pray for me. I want a new life. You raise your hand. And don't be reticent. You raise your hand and say, yes. You're not joining our church. You're coming in to a relationship with Christ and forgiveness. Do it today. It's a good day. Today is the day of forgiveness. One, two, three. Throw your hand up and say yes. Throw it up. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Over there. Over here. Put it up. I'm going to ask those. I'm going to ask those that lifted your hand to step down the aisle and stand here for just a minute. Wherever you are, come right now. Come. Come right now. All over this building, you come. You come. Yes. Come on. Come on. Do it. Come right now. to do something that's a little awkward but 
every time someone comes to Jesus, just a moment, turn to a friend and just say, do you need Jesus? You know, it's very interesting. Somebody will say, hey, would you like a beer? <laughs> Do you like a light beer? We don't have any questions. Hey, would you like a, a beer? How about some Jack Daniels? That's the only two I know. Isn't it interesting? You can turn to say, you want a beer? And now, because I'm intimidated, like, oh, she shouldn't do this. Because what are they going to think? You know what? If they go to heaven, I think they'll think pretty good. Okay? The other thing is, when we don't really love people, listen, this deal here is about loving people. And uh, it's not offensive, it's just uncomfortable. So, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyway. I want you to ask somebody next to you, it could be your husband or wife, do you need to be forgiven of Jesus? And just talk to them and walk down here with them. Now, hit that song again. Hit that. Come on out here. Hit it hard. Come on. Strike up those instruments. Come on. Bring them down. I'm not stopping because there are a lot of backsliders that are in this church you know about Jesus. You could have quoted the text this morning, but that doesn't mean anything unless you really have them in your heart. And there are backsliders. You've been coming to church every now and then. You've been skirting around the edges. And I think today on this day that God is saying to you, Get out of wherever you are and decide to serve Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We're going to sing this one more time. If you're a backslider, you walk down here with courage in your heart. 
I don't know it's one person or three or whatever it is, but you come right now in the name of Jesus. There's somebody here, you're called to be a minister of the gospel, and the enemy knew that he could take you out, and you've given up hope, and you're not going anywhere until you decide to get out. He already did it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Get out of your chair. There's some people here, your heart is breaking back there. Boy, I'm really kind of slowing this deal down here today. But you know, if I had a daughter in this room and a son, I want the guy up there to kind of do it again. Let me tell you, friends, the Holy Spirit is in this place right now. Holy Spirit is in this place. Holy Spirit is in this place. All of you that have come, look up here. We're not talking about how bad you've been. We're talking about how good Jesus is. And we're going to pray a prayer. Pray a prayer. You say it from your heart. And I can tell you, irrespective of what you've done, 
Christ will touch and change your life. I'm going to pray this prayer. Your next step will be the declaration of water baptism where you let the whole world, you go public and say, I belong to Jesus so all the evil powers in the world know you have made an open declaration and you've died to your own life. Now you're going to serve Christ. After this short prayer, Pastor Dave is here and his dream team. I'm going to slip to the right here for five minutes and let you know that we're a family. We're not an institution. We are a family. So I want us all, those that are online, I want us to say this prayer very loudly because I like to crush the gates of Hades that we are victorious in Christ. If you can only whisper it, do it, but let's all join with these friends. Jesus, Jesus. I put my faith in you, that you took my sin on the cross. I confess and believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. He is alive. I turn from my sin. I repent of my sin. Now, Jesus, give me your grace, the gift of righteousness, and come into my heart. Thank you for eternal life. You prayed that prayer. You're in the family. You're in the family. Go ahead. Hallelujah.